Morgen. Good morning. Shabbat shalom. It's nice to see all of you. Check to see all of you. You look so short from there. You see so long out from here. Well, once again, it's a joy and a privilege for me to be with you and to uh, to share some thoughts from the scripture. Igen, det er en glede og privilegium for mig at få være sammen her og dele nogle tanker fra skriften. The theme of our conference is salvation. Tema for konferencen er frelse. And all of us are gathered together this weekend because we're committed to a very important cause. Vi er sammen her fordi at vi er bestemt til en veldig speciell og viktig opgave. It's the cause of making certain that the message of salvation goes out to my Jewish people. Det er det å drive jødemisjonen, at budskapet om Jesus går til jødene, mitt folk. I'm very grateful for your involvement in that cause. Jeg er glad for at dere er med i dette kallet. I want to tell you something that might surprise you. Skal vi tell noe som kanskje overrasker deg? If you were to take any group of Jewish believers like me, så tar en grupp av jødisk troende, sånn som meg, let's say, a random group of 100 Jewish believers in Jesus. Ta en tilfeldig gruppe av 100 Jesus troende jøder. And if you were to ask them if God had used the prayers and the testimony of non-Jewish believers in a significant way in their coming to faith, og hvis du spør om de tror at hedninge kristne ikke jøder, deres bønn og vittnesbyrd hadde vært påvirkende til at de kom til tro. The overwhelming majority of them would say yes. Så ville det store flertallet sagt ja. Did you know that? Visste du det? It's true for myself as well. Det sant for meg. God used the testimony of Jews for Jesus and he used the testimony of non-Jewish Christians who loved me enough to tell me the truth. Gud brukte Jesu troende jøder han brukte hedninge kristne som elsker meg høyt nok til å fortelle meg evangeliet. I'm very grateful to God for them and for you and for all non-Jewish believers who have the courage uh, to share the gospel with my people. Og jeg takker nemlig for alle som har vært med og delt evangeliet til meg. And I want you to know that your prayers and your testimony is never wasted. Og vel at dere skal vite at deres bønner og vittnesbyrd er aldri bortkastet. And this is why it, it saddens me, and to tell you the truth, it angers me. Og det, det er derfor det blir sorgtung, og, og jeg blir litt sint, faktisk. When I meet Christians who tell me that they love my people, når jeg møter kristne som sier at jeg elsker ditt folk, but they have believed the lie that says that we Jews do not need to believe in Jesus in order to be saved. Men de har samtidig trodd på løgnen at vi jøder ikke trenger Jesus for å bli frelst. I want to talk with you about that lie this morning. Jeg skal snakke med dere om denne løgnen denne morgenen. First I want to tell you a story. Men først skal jeg fortelle en historie. Some of you know that my wife and I lived in Russia and Ukraine for a number of years. Dere vet kanskje at meg og kona mi, vi bodde i Russland og Ukraina for mange år. We were both American born. Vi er begge født i USA. We lived in many cities in the States. Vi har bodd i mange byer i statene. One of the cities that we lived in was Chicago. En av byene var Chicago. I think God had us live in Chicago to prepare us for the Moscow winters. 
Jag tror Gud vill att vi skulle bo i Chicago för att förbereda oss på vintern i Moskva. I remember one Chicago winter. Jag huskar en speciell Chicago vinter. I was out on the street. I was handing out my gospel literature. Jag var på gatan och delade ut traktaten med evangelier. And a young Jewish man walked by. Och en ung jødisk man gick förbi. He took one of my tracts. Han tog en av traktatene. He read it. Och han läste den. And he held it up to my face like this. Han höll det upp i ansiktet mitt så. He said, "Do you really believe this garbage?" Tror du verkligen på det söppla? I said, "No, I'm just doing this to be popular." Jag sa, "Nej, jag gör bara det för att vara populär." He said, "You really believe this this nonsense?" Tror du verkligen på det nonsensen här? I said, "My friend, it's Chicago." It's winter. It's cold. If I didn't believe this nonsense, would I be standing here doing this? Så det är Chicago. Det är kallt det vinter. Det jag trodde på detta, vill jag då stått här? He said, "Tell me why you believe this. Tell me why you're even here." Så fortell mig hur du tror på det. Hur får är du här? I said, "I believe it because it's true." Jag tror det för att det är sant. And I said, "I'm here." because whether or not you believe it is a matter of life and death. Och ja, för om du tror det eller så är det ett spörsmål om liv och död. Unfortunately there is a growing teaching among Christians that says we Jews do not need to believe in Jesus in order to be saved. Svaret är den vuxna tendens att kristna tror på lögnen att vi judar inte tränger Jesus för att bli frälst. Is that a true teaching? Then son Lara? No, it's a false teaching. Then false Lara. How do we know it's a false teaching? Because it clearly contradicts the scripture. Because it clearly contradicts the scripture. Because it clearly contradicts the scripture. John chapter fourteen verse six. Johannes evangelie kapitel fjorten vers sex. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me." Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me." Has anyone ever read that verse? Who has read that verse before? Once, twice. I read it once or twice. All right. What do you think? Are those words true for Norwegians? Kan tro det är det är det sant för norman? Yes or no? Ja eller nej? You seem a little uncertain about this. This is a typical Norwegian jest. Let me ask again. Are those words true for Norwegians? Är det sant för norman? Thank you very much. Are those words true for? Brazilians. Are they some for the Brazil? Okay. Are those words even true for Americans? Are they some for Americans? Okay. But when Jesus spoke those words in historical context, who was he speaking to? When Jesus saw these words in that historical context, he said, "Who saw him to?" Wait, 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 wait. Norway, democracy. Let's vote. Yeah, we the democracy. We we stand over there. How many of you think that when Jesus said those words, "I am the way, the truth, and the life; no one comes to the Father but by me," come true that when Jesus said these words, how many of you think he was speaking to a room filled with Peruvians? What is that? Peru. I come true that it was full of Peru. Are those words true for Peruvians? Is it some for the Peru? Yes. But when Jesus spoke those words in historical context, who were the only people in the room? 
Men kan vara de enaste folken i rummen när Jesus sa dessa orden första gången. Wait, 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 wait. Let me give you a let me give you a subtle clue. Jag ska få ett litet klu här. Jesus the Jewish Messiah said to an entirely Jewish audience at Passover, a Jewish holiday, I am the way, the truth, the life, no one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus sa detta till ett rum med kun judare i en judisk högtid på påskhögtiden, äger vägen sanningen och livet. If those words are true for you and they are, then they have to be true for the people to whom he spoke. Men dessa ord är sant för dig, så måste det vara sant för det judiska folk. If we Jews do not need to believe in Yeshua in order to be saved, then why did the Apostle Peter say to the Sanhedrin, the Jewish religious court, the following words? There is no name given under heaven by which we may be saved except the name of Yeshua. For under himmel är det givet människan nu ont namn som vi kan bli frälst vä. If we Jews do not need to believe in Jesus in order to be saved, vi svider inte tränger och tror på Jesus för att bli frälst. Then why did the apostle Paul say to the Jew first, then to the Gentile? Kuffar sa då Paulus till Jude först och så till Greker. This is not just what Paul said. This is what Paul did. Det är både Paulus sa men det är Paulus och Jura. Paul wasn't even called to be the apostle to the Jews. Paulus var en gång judens apostel. He was a nice Jewish boy from Tarsus. Han var en tjeck judisk gud från Tarsus. But he wasn't called to bring the gospel to us. He was called to bring the gospel to you. Men han var inte kallt att bringa evangeliet till oss. Men han var kallt att ge evangeliet till dig. And yet we know from the scripture that he always began his ministry in every new city by first bringing the gospel to his fellow Jews. From Damascus in Acts chapter 9 to Rome in Acts chapter 28. We always see Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, proclaiming the gospel to the Jew first. If we Jews don't need Jesus in order to be saved, then why did Jesus say to Nicodemus, the teacher of Israel, you must be born again. Du må bli född på ny. The notion that we Jews don't need to believe in Jesus is a false teaching. Denna läran här om att judar inte tränger Jesus för att bli frälst är en falsk lära. It's also a dangerous teaching. Det är också en farlig lära. It's dangerous for my people because it puts us in the gravest spiritual peril. Det är farligt för mitt folk för att det puttar oss i den största ondliga fara. In the early 1990s, the mid 1990s, Germany opened her doors to Jewish refugees. På tidigt 90-talet så öppnade Tyskland dörren för judiska flyktingar. And from about beginning about 1993 until 2005, uh, a total of 200,000 Russian-speaking Jewish immigrants and their families moved to Germany. Och från 93 till 2005 så kom 200.000 judiska immigranter, russiskt talna, till Tyskland. In 1995, Ruth and I were living in Moscow. 
1995, but I took my first trip to Germany because I wanted to see this firsthand. Men jag tog en tur till Tyskland för ville se detta som skedde. And I wanted to talk with German pastors about how they felt about the fact that all of these Jewish people were coming back to Germany. Och ville snacka med judiska präster och pastorer om vad de tänkte om att dessa russiskalande judarna kom. To me this was a wonderful opportunity. Och för mig var detta en fantastisk möjlighet. And I remember one night speaking to a German pastor. Huska snackte med en en tysk pastor. You know we had never met before but our hearts immediately connected with each other. Vi hade aldrig mött förr men hjärtan våre de samstämte med en gång. We talked long into the night. Vi snackade långt ut på natten. And at one point he said to me very honestly. Och på ett tidspunkt så sa han till mig väldigt ärligt. He said Avi I know that God is bringing all these Jewish people back to Germany to give us a second chance. Han sa Avi jag vet att Gud han bringer alla dessa judarna tillbaka till Tyskland. For but we cannot talk to your people about Jesus. Men vi kan inte snacka med ditt folk om Jesus. I said, why not? I said, because of the Holocaust. På grund av Holocaust. He said, we have forfeited the right to tell your people about Jesus. Vi har fått rätten till att judiska folk om evangeliet. I said, you not only have the right, you have the responsibility. Jag sa du har inte bara rätten till att göra det men du har ansvaret till att göra det. He said we can't Avi. Vi kan inte Avi. I said well what do you think you should do instead? Men vad tänker du att du ska göra istället för? He said well um, we should love your people. Väl vi ska älska ditt folk. And we should help them as much as we can. But when it comes to um, to talking about Jesus we should be silent. Men när det kommer till det att fortälla om Jesus ska vi vara stilla. I said you should be silent. Du ska vara stilla. He said yes when it comes to Jesus we should be silent. Ja, när det kommer till Jesus ska vi vara stilla. So I changed the subject. Så jag andra samtalämnen. And we talked about other things for a couple of minutes. Och vi snackade om några andra ting för några några minuter. And then I brought the subject back. Och då så tog jag temat tillbaka igen. I said Hartmut there were genuine believers in in Germany during the war, right? Det var sanna troende folk i Tyskland under krigen, var det inte? He said yes, of course. Ja ja, så började var det det. He was he was old enough to remember going to church as a child. Han var gammal nog så han huskar att han gick i kyrkan under krigen. So he said yes, of course. There were there were many serious believers. There was a believing church, a confessing church. Var många troende under krigen så gick i kyrkan och trodde på Gud under krigen i Tyskland. I said, so what do you think was the um, mistake or the crime or the sin of the church uh, during the period of the Third Reich? So I spoke to him, what do you think was sin, the fail they made under the Third Reich? And he didn't, he didn't even pause to think. And he stopped not even for a second. Instantaneously, he said, we were silent. We were still. And then it was as though the echo of his own words hit him in the head. Och så var det som ekko från hans egen stämma slog han. He said you were silent. Och så där var stilla. And people died. Och folk döda. And now God in his grace is bringing all these Jewish people back to Germany. Och nu gör Gud det sin nåd så att dessa judar kommer tillbaka igen till Tyskland. 
And you're telling me that you should be silent about a matter of life and death. Och du säger till mig att du ska vara stilla om ett spörsmål som gäller liv och död. I want you to know that not only did this pastor change his position. Vet du ska veta att den här pastorn ändrar sig bara mening. He had the joy of leading two Jewish people to the Lord not long after that. Han hade det privilegiet att få leda två judiska till tro lika efterpå. Listen to me. Hör på mig. Christians who claim to love Israel, uh, they'll tell me that they won't talk with my Jewish people about Jesus because they love us and they respect us. Kristna som älskar Israel, de säger att jag vill inte prata om Jesus för att de respekterar och ja, det är folket. Well, if Jesus is the only way of salvation, then to withhold the only message that can rescue us from sin and death, and to withhold that message specifically because we are Jews, this is not an act of love and respect. This is at best an act of cowardice. That is an handling of feighet. At worst, it's an act of hatred and aggression. I värsta fall är det en handling av hat och aggression. The notion that we Jews don't need to believe in Jesus is dangerous for my people. Det är att jag inte tränger tro på Jesus. Det är farligt för mitt folk. It's dangerous for individual Christians. But it's folly for individual Because it allows you to believe that silence is an option. Now to withhold the gospel, to withhold the message of salvation from any person is a very serious offense. But when it comes to my people, God has made it very clear how he feels about believers who are silent over the gospel. Listen to, listen to the words of Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 7 and 8. Listen to Jag säger till den urättfärdige, du ska dö och du icke advarar ham, icke talas likt om vi advart mot sin urätte väg, så han kan leva. Då ska den urättfärdige dö för sin synd och hans blod ska det kräva av din hand. Did you hear what he said? Hörde du vad han sa? He said, if you're silent, they will die in their sins, but their blood will be on your hands. Om du är stilla, så ska de dö, men blodet ska det kräva av din hand. Uh, do these words apply to us as well, or, or do they just apply to, to the prophet Ezekiel? No, they apply to us. How do we know? Well, because Paul paraphrased these words when he spoke to my people, to his people, in the synagogue in Corinth. Paul thought these words applied to him. They certainly apply to us. Do you remember? Acts chapter 18. Paul is reasoning with us in the synagogue to show that Yeshua 
is the Messiah who had to die for our sins and rise from the dead. Paulus han snackar sin agogi med att Jesus han har stått upp igen från de döda. And he reasoned with us until we blasphemed. Och han snackar med oss helt till vi until we blasphemed the name of the Lord. It's okay. Blasphemerade eller var mot Gud. That was the dividing line. Det var splittelsespunkten. And at that point he said something that some people think was some kind of a curse. Nu tänkte det var en sorts förbannelse. It wasn't a curse. It was a uh, it was a biblical principle that he stated. Men det var inte förbannelse, det var ett bibelskt princip han proklamerade. He said I'm free. Jag är fri. The blood is on your heads. Blodet är på deras händer. He was probably thinking of this passage from Ezekiel. Han tänkte helt säkert på denna avsnittet från Ezekiel. He had done what he was supposed to do. Han hade gjort det han skulle göra. Regardless of the reaction, he had spoken the truth. Uavhängigt av reaktionen han fick så hade han snackat sanningen. The reaction was not his responsibility. Reaktionen var ju hans ansvar. Speaking the truth in love was his responsibility. Och snackat sanningen i i kärlighet var hans ansvar. And he spoke the truth in love. Och han snackade sanningen tro i kärlighet. And then he could say I am free. Och då kunde han säga jag är fri. The blood is on your heads. Blodet är i deras hand eller på deras händer. What does it mean when God says to Ezekiel that if we're silent their blood is on our hands? Vad betyder det när Ezekiel säger att deras blod är vi kräver blod av din hand? Those are pretty frightening words, aren't they? Det är ganska skrämmande ord, är det inte? What does that mean? Their blood is on your hands. Vad betyder det att det ska kräva blod av din hand? Theologically, let me tell you exactly what that means. Teologiskt kan fortälla dig vad det betyder. I don't have a clue. Are you piling? Kind of unknown. Are you kind of unknown? And I don't want to ever find out. Where will she find out, Hala? Believing the notion that we Jews don't need to believe in Jesus is dangerous for my people. It's dangerous for individual Christians. Och tror att judar inte tränger Jesus för befrälst det farligt för det judiska folk och för enkelt människor som är kristna. It's dangerous for the church. The folly for Chirka. You see, once the church says that God has a separate way of salvation for one group of people. Well, it isn't long before the church says that God has a separate way of salvation for a lot of groups of people. So it's long before Chirka says, And ultimately, you or I or our children or our grandchildren will say, Well, God has a separate way of salvation for me. Och kanske du eller dina barn, barnebarn och så vidare vill säga Gud har kanske en annan måte att tänka frälsa när det gäller mig. God is so loving and God is so gracious that nobody needs Jesus. Gud är så kärlig och han är så stor ingen tränger väl Jesus för att bli frälst. And so Jesus ceases to be our savior and our lord. Så Jesus slutar och vara vår frälsare och herre. And we regard him as a, a great teacher. Och vi ser på honom som en stor lärare, en avatar, ett förebilda, <laughs> a philosopher on social ethics, en filosof när det är social etik, um, a model that we should copy, en modell som vi ska kopiera, and we fool ourselves into thinking that we can hold on to his principles but throw the person away. Och vi lurar oss själva när vi tror att vi kan hålla fast på hans principer. No, because the can some person. I remember a time when I was invited to speak at a missions conference for young people. 
Var en gång inviterat att tala på en missionskonferens för unga människor. Students at a Christian university. Var studenter på ett kristet universitet. And the idea I thought of the conference was to motivate these young Christians to give their lives to the service of proclaiming the gospel. Och jag trodde att det skulle motivera dessa unga människor att ge sitt liv, sin tjänst till evangeliet. It was a missions conference. Det var en missionskonferens. But the keynote speaker was a very interesting gentleman. Men huvudtalaren var en väldigt intressant man. He was a professor of theology. Han var en professor av teologi. And throughout the entire weekend he kept making one specific point. Och hela konferensen så hade han ett speciellt poäng. He said over and over again. Han sa om igen och om igen. Jesus is certainly the supreme manifestation of God's love. Jesus har helt säkert Guds manifestation av kärlighet. But he's not the sole manifestation of God's love. Men han är inte den enda manifestation av Guds kärlighet. And he said that the responsibility of missionaries is to go into other cultures to encourage them, to learn from them and to build friendships. Och så att missionens uppgift är att gå till andra kulturer, få vänskapliga relationer och visa kärlighet. Well, during a break I went over to him. I en paus så gick jag bort till han. We drank some coffee together. Vi tog en kopp kaffe. And then I said in uh, my very nice, polite, subtle, quiet way. Så sa jag på min väldigt roliga, beskedande, vanliga måte. I said, you know, professor, I'm I'm a little confused. Du sa, professor, jag är lite förvirrad. Um, I understand that Jesus is the supreme manifestation of God's love. Jag förstår det att Jesus han är den Guds manifestation av kärlighet. But if he's not the sole savior, if he's not the sole manifestation of God's love. Men vi säger inte the soul eller det enaste, enaste manifestation av Guds kärlek. If there are other ways for people in other cultures to be saved. Det finns andra måter för människor i andra kulturer att bli frälst på. I don't understand why my ancestors went to such trouble 2000 years ago to go to your ancestors and tell them that they needed to be saved. Så skönt att du får mina förfäder för 2000 år sedan gick genom så massa trubbel för att gå till dina förfäder och berätta att de måste bli frälst. Wasn't it good enough for you guys just to worship stones and trees and the sun and the moon? Var det grejt nog att det är tillbett till sten och månen och sol och så vidare? We didn't have a lot to say to each other after that. Ja, det är ju mycket att säga till varandra att 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 The notion that we Jews don't need to believe in Jesus is dangerous for my people, it's dangerous for Christians, it's dangerous for the church. Och tro att judar inte tränger Jesus är farligt för mitt folk, det är farligt för individuella kristna och det är farligt för kyrkan. It's dangerous for the cause of world evangelization. Och det är farligt för världens evangeliseringen. I spoke to you about this Thursday night. Det är snart vi om på torsdag kväll. We Jews were called to be in the forefront of global proclamation. Vi judar är kallade vara i front när det gäller global evangelisering. To keep the message away from the messengers has to interfere with the spread of the message. Det att tillbakahålla budskapet från budbärarna, det må ödelägga med spridningen av budskapet. Jesus said I'm the way the truth the life no one comes to the father but by me. 
Jesus sa jag vägen sånheten livet ingen kommer att far utan vid mig the notion that we Jews don't need to believe in Jesus is a false teaching det att tro att judar inte tränger Jesus är en falsk lära it's a dangerous teaching men en farlig lära and yet even so despite the biblical evidence and despite the danger there are still Christians today who believe this lie och till trots för bägge dessa så är det alltså kristen som fortsatt tror they say it's not necessary for us to believe in Jesus. Some people say that Jewish evangelism is unnecessary. Why? Well, because of our election, because of the covenant that God made with us through Abraham. Now, think for a moment of the Abrahamic covenant. Think a little bit Abraham's pacten. What does it promise us? Many things. Promises us a land. Promises us a posterity. Promises us everlasting protection. Promises us a great name. Promises that through Abraham's descendants all the families of the earth will be blessed. Great promises. Is there anything in the Abrahamic covenant that promises us the forgiveness of our sins and the gift of eternal life? No! There is no mention of the forgiveness of sins or the gift of eternal life in the Abrahamic covenant. Det ingen löfte om tillgivelse för synd och lovnader om evigt liv i Abrahamspakten. It is not an individual covenant of salvation, it is a national covenant of a call. Det är inte en individuell kall eller utvalgelse till frälsning, men en national utvalgelse till ett kall. If we Jews are saved because of the Abrahamic covenant, then why did Paul speak to my ancestors, whom he called brethren, sons of Abraham? And why did he plead with us in the synagogue at Antioch Pisidian to repent and to believe in Jesus? Var så lidenskaplig i synagogen i Antiochia att vi måste omvända oss. If we're saved because of the Abrahamic covenant, hvis vi är frälsbrunna av Abrahams pakten, why did Jesus and the apostles spend so much of their time speaking to us about the gospel? Kvar brukte då Jesus och apostlarna så mycket tid på att snakka med oss om evangeliet. And why did Jesus tell Nicodemus? Certainly a member of the Abrahamic covenant you must be born again. It's a little bit ironic. ironisk. Uh, 2000 years ago. For 2000 We know that um, the the issue, the argument that almost divided the original church. was whether or not Gentiles needed to become Jews before they could get saved. Back then, the question was, do Gentiles need Jesus? Nobody questioned the importance of Jewish evangelism. Nobody doubted its legitimacy or its need. 
Ingen tvivlte på at dette var viktigt att ha den legitimitet. 2000 years ago that was the norm. Så 2000 år sedan så var det normen. The question back then was what do we do with you? Spörsmålet då var vad gör vi med er här? Are we nationally and irrevocably elected because of the Abrahamic covenant? Yes. Är vi nationalt och ugenkallelig utvald på grund av Abrahamspakten? Ja. Are we beloved for the sake of the patriarchs despite our unbelief as Paul says? Yes. Är vi älskat på grund av fedrarna? Ja, säger Paulus. But are we individually saved by the Abrahamic covenant? No. Men är vi individuellt frälst på grund av Abrahamspakten? Nej. We're not saved until we take the step of faith that our father Abraham took. He was saved by his faith. And Jesus said, Abraham longed to see my day. Jesus' day. He said, Abraham longed to see my day and he rejoiced because he saw it. Jesus saw that Abraham longed to see my day and he jubled because he saw it. We're not saved until we enter into the new covenant promised by Jeremiah. Vi är inte frälst för vi kommer in i den nya pakten som är lovad av profeten Jeremia. And inaugurated by the Lord. Och invigt av Herren Jesus. And in that new covenant God says, then I will forgive their sins and I will remember their iniquities no more. Och i den nya pakten så säger Gud, där vill jag förtillge deras synder. Some people say that Jewish evangelism is anti-Semitic. No one says that Jewish mission is anti-Semitism. Have you heard that argument? Have you heard that argument before? You hear it a lot in Germany. You hear it often in Tyskland. You hear it a lot in the UK. You hear it often in England. It's a very powerful argument. It's a very strong argument. You see, it frightens Christians. From sharing their faith with Jewish people, we say the scramme Christen from dealing truen for Jesus, and it frightens us Jews from listening to what Christians have to say. What the scramme was used there for to hear the Christen? It's a very smart tactic. The very smart tactic. For Christians to believe that argument is a very very serious offense. But the Christen thought that it is a very alvorlig handling because it says that. Bringing the gospel to the Jewish people is a continuation of the Holocaust. For that is said, or bringing evangelium to Jews, that is a fortsetting of Holocaust. That's the argument that's made. The argument is on the heart. It's a continuation of what Hitler started. The fortsetting of the Hitler beginning. Bringing the gospel to the Jewish people is seeking to destroy us spiritually, the way Hitler tried to destroy us physically. The bringing evangelium to Jews, that is to destroy us. That's the argument. The argument. Well, think for a second. Think later on. Moses proclaimed the gospel to us. Moses proclaimed the gospel to us. The gospel is embedded throughout the entire law. The gospel is embedded throughout the entire law. The gospel is embedded Isaiah 53, other scriptures there. The apostles proclaimed the gospel to us clearly. Apostles never changed the evangelium for us clearly. Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, proclaimed the gospel to us wherever he went. Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, proclaimed the evangelium wherever he went. So let me ask you a question. Now let's ask a question. Were Moses, the prophets, the apostles, and Jesus 
nazis var Moses, profeterna, apostlarna och Jesus nazister. Were they committed to the spiritual destruction of their own people? Deltog de i den ondliga tillintetgörelsen av sitt folk? Do you see how serious that claim is? How serious an offense? Ser du hur allvarligt detta denna tanken egentligen är? Let me ask you this question. Jag måste börja detta spörsmåla. If Jesus really is the only way to the Father. Visst Jesus verkligen den enaste väg till far. If no one comes to the Father except through him. Visst ingen kommer till far utan vid han. If Jesus was correct when he said to my ancestors unless you believe that I am he you will die in your sins. Har Jesus rätt när han sa där som där inte tror att jag är ska lära dö i deras synder. If those words are true. Visst orden är sanna and they are. Och det är det. Then who's guilty of committing the anti-Semitic act? The Christian who tells our people the only message that can rescue us, or the Christian who deliberately withholds that message from us specifically because we're Jews. Det är det som vill fortälla oss det enda budskapet som kan rädda oss från döden och inte livet. Eller det är det som vill tillbakahålla det budskapet från oss. Who's committing the real anti-Semitic act? Kan det som begår den verkliga antisemitiska handlingen? I'll mention one other thing on this point. Jag ska ta en ting till på detta. If we condemn Jewish evangelism. If we condemn, if we condemn, how close do we come to condemning the greatest Jewish evangelist who ever walked the earth? The Messiah Jesus. Jesus Messias. That's blasphemy. Det är blasfemi. Of course, Jewish evangelism is not anti-Semitic. Some people tell me that uh, Jewish evangelism is impossible, especially because of the Holocaust. Well, the Holocaust does present a formidable barrier. I remember years ago I spoke to um, a gentleman named Mr. Bloom. This is maybe this is almost 40 years ago. I was younger. He was about my age then. I'm 67. He was somewhere in his 60s, maybe close to 70. And he was a, a survivor. He was kind enough to invite me into his home. It was an interesting home. It was very neat. Very neat, very orderly. But there were very few things. No photographs. Nothing that was very old. Why not? Because everything had been destroyed. He'd lost everything. Not just objects, of course. He'd lost his entire family. 
But he invited me into his home. He made me a cup of tea, offered me a piece of bread. Han inviterade mig in, fick en kopp te, lite bröd. And then he asked me the question that um, I was afraid he would ask. Och så spurt han mig frågsmålet som jag var rädd han ville spöra. He said, if your Jesus is the Messiah and if God exists, where was he when six million of us died? Is Gud finns och Jesus är Messias, hur var han när sex miljoner av vårt folk döda? I said to him, do you really want to know? Och jag sa till honom, vill du verkligen veta? He said, well, I asked you a question, didn't I? Vänligen spurtade jag ett spörsmål, gjorde jag inte. I said, I don't know if you asked me a question. Jag vet inte om du spurtade mig ett spörsmål. I said, sounds like a question. Det hörs ut som ett spörsmål. But maybe it's not really a question, maybe it's just a statement. Men kanske det är ett spörsmål, kanske det bara är en uttalelse, en påstånd. Maybe it's your way of telling me that no matter what I say, you can't believe that God is real and you can't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Men du spör mig spörsmål, så är Gud äkta, finns Messias? I said, if you're asking a genuine question, what can I tell you? Du spör mig ett äkta spörsmål, kan kan jag fortälla dig? It's a hard question and there's very little that I could say. Det var en svår fråga och det är lite jag kan säga. I could try to answer. Jag kan prova att förklara. But I didn't live through the Holocaust you did. Men jag levde inte Holocaust som du gjorde. But if it's a real question, I'll, I'll try to answer what I, the little bit that I think I understand. Men vi sätter aktivt frågor så ska jag prova att svara det lilla jag kan. But if it's not a question, if it's really just a statement. Men vi sätter inte frågor om det bara är en påstånd. Then I don't want to waste your time. Så vill jag inte kasta bort tid av det. And then I said, so let me ask you a question. So I said, let me ask you a question. Are you asking me a question or are you making a statement? Spurde mig ett spörsmål eller kommer du med en påstånd? He looked at me with very kind eyes. Han såg på mig med väldigt goda ögonar. I don't think I'll ever forget his eyes. Jag tror aldrig jag glömmer de ögonarna. He said, young man. Unge man. I'm making a statement. Jag kommer med en påstånd. He wasn't able to listen to anything that I would have to say. Yes, the Holocaust is a very, very strong barrier uh, stopping many Jewish people from considering the gospel. But it's not an impenetrable barrier. I wish I could introduce you to friends of mine. Carl Flesch. Carl Flesch, Rose Price, Rose Price, Laura and Manfred Wertheim, Laura and Manfred Wertheim, men and women who survived the Holocaust and have given their lives to Jesus, who live and serve Him to this very day. Många som överlevde Holocaust och tagit emot Jesus och lever för honom och tjänar han helt fram till idag. I wish I could have introduced you to people like Rachmil Friedland, Vera Schlam, Eliezer Erbach. Elisa Erbach. Friends who are now with the Lord, men and women who survived the Holocaust and served him passionately bringing the gospel to our people. I wish I could introduce you to my stepmother. Esther Schneider. 94 years old. She escaped Germany and one of the kinder transports. She survived uh, the Blitz in London. 
Her life was very bitter. All of her life was very bitter. And whenever Ruth and I would uh, visit with her and try to talk with her, um, soon the bitterness would come out. But we continued to pray. And I would continue to talk with her when I could. And then just a few years ago, something remarkable happened. One day I visited her and she talked with me about her past. But the bitterness was gone. And instead of bitterness, there was this gratitude to God for the fact that she had never perished. And she, she called it beshert. Beshert. It's a Yiddish word. It means uh, fate or, or good luck. And I said to her, I said, Esther, it's not beshert. It's the grace of a loving God who's waiting for you to come to him. Shortly after that, on another visit, we looked at Isaiah chapter 53 together. I explained the gospel to her. And after we had talked about the gospel, she looked at me. And she said quietly, You know, I pray to him every night. Du vet, jeg ber til han and I thank him. I said, did you ever thank him for dying for your sins and rising from the dead? She said, no. Nei. I said, would you like to? She said, yes. And she did. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Is it true that we Jews don't need Jesus in order to be saved? No, it's a false teaching. And it's a dangerous teaching. It's dangerous for my people. It's dangerous for you. It's dangerous for the church. It's dangerous for the cause of world evangelization. Is Jewish evangelism unnecessary because of the Abrahamic covenant? No, Jewish evangelism is necessary. We're not saved by the Abrahamic covenant. We're not saved by the Mosaic covenant. We're only saved by entering into the new covenant that Jesus inaugurated with his blood. Is Jewish evangelism anti-Semitic? Absolutely not. Sharing God's message of love and eternal life is the most loving act that a Christian can perform. Can Jewish people believe in Yeshua despite the Holocaust? Can Jewish people believe in Yeshua despite the Holocaust? Can Jewish people believe in Yeshua Holocaust? Yes. Yeah. But how can we believe if we haven't heard? 
And how can we hear unless someone preaches? Kan vi høre noen and how can someone preach unless that person is sent? And how blessed are the feet of those who bring the good news? The gospel. Evangelia. Let's pray. Let's pray. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Scud. Thank you so much for the gospel. Tack för evangeliet. Thank you for bringing the gospel into our lives. Tack för att du har tagit evangeliet in i våra liv. Thank you for the hearts that you are opening up to the gospel every day. Tack för alla hjärtan du öppnar för evangeliet varje dag. Lord, give us all the eyes to see those people whom you want us praying for, whom you want us speaking to. Jesus, vi ber för alla du önskar vi ska snacka med, alla vi ska be för. Make us quick to obey. Gör oss lydiga. In Yeshua's name we pray. Jesus, don't be bad. Amen. Amen.